You're listening to the Build and Bloom podcast with host Jessica Whitaker, an educator of film and digital photography to beginners, both in workshops across the globe and online. Creator of the Build and Bloom group on Facebook, one of the largest and most engaged photography communities with over 60,000 members, and founder of non-profit Sister Sister, a monthly networking group for young women in media. Jessica Whitaker cuts the fluff and will help you to grow your photography business with practical, actionable tips in every episode. If you're ready for a roadmap to a better personal and professional balance, then Build and Bloom podcast will help encourage, empower, and educate you to not only build your dream business, but sustain it. And now, here's your host, Jessica Whitaker. This podcast episode is brought to you by my Business Basics class. I teach you the eight essential steps to get your business legal and legit so you can watch it bloom. You'll learn the basics of what is an LLC and the first steps to opening one up, opening a business bank account, how to find an accountant, what is bookkeeping and how can you do it yourself to save some money, what contracts and legal documents to consider and where you can buy them, the starting point for saving for your retirement, how to find a financial advisor, and where to start looking for business insurance. When you avoid getting all these ducks in a row, you are risking getting sued, paying more in taxes, and missing out on turning your income into more money. Head to jessicawhitaker.co slash business basics to enroll. Hey photographer, Jessica Whitaker here and welcome back to the Build and Bloom Photography Podcast. This episode, I am sharing with you ways to absolutely crush your mini sessions for this holiday season. For quick reference, I have compiled everything into a free PDF download that you can grab so you don't have to revisit this episode. You can go to jessicawhitaker.co slash mini. I'll also have it linked in the description of this episode. If you pop over to wherever you're listening, it will be at the very top of the description box. So again, that's jessicawhitaker.co slash mini. Now we're going to do things a little bit differently in this episode because I have already created a very detailed, informative YouTube video on this subject. I'm going to take that audio file and pop it in here for the podcast. So if you prefer podcast over video, here you go. Now, because this is a YouTube video, you're going to hear me using some verbiage that is for video format, such as click the link in the description box below or here on the screen. But all you really need to know is jessicawhitaker.co slash mini, and it's going to be that free PDF. It's totally free. There's no strings attached. I just wanted to make a accessible reference so that you didn't have to revisit the podcast or the video to access all of the information. And especially if you're driving or multitasking as we usually do with podcasts, you don't need to worry about taking any notes because it's all at jessicawhitaker.co slash mini. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Let's talk about before mini sessions. So you want to make your complete workflow from start to delivery as seamless and as automated as possible and that starts out by building and that starts out by making the booking process really quick and easy. To begin creating a dedicated page on your website, on your Squarespace website, that is all about the mini session information and then directly booking with you. Of course, you want to have the pricing and what kind of setup you're going to do, which we'll talk about actually in a minute, but I want you to take it one step further and create a contact form that is just dedicated to mini session clients. And within Square 
Squarespace, you can do this, whether it's through their own custom forms or if you're using a third-party website like HoneyBook, but it's not gonna be the same form that your standard sessions fill out. So it makes it easier for organization. Now, here's another idea along that same vein. If you are okay with having people book before you actually have any correspondence with them, and that would be to have an Acuity or Candidly calendar integrated as a widget on your website. I use Candidly and I pay a little bit extra from their free plan to be able to have people actually put down a deposit when they go to book their time slot. Whether it's Candidly or whatever other program you want to use for the calendar scheduling, you could make all the time slots available with wiggle room in between, which is one of my other tips I'll talk about in a minute, and people are able to choose a time slot fill out their information, like their first, last name, and email address, and then you can have, I believe with Candidly, like a PayPal or a credit card that's put down that they pay for, and that would be the deposit. So then the next step would be, you'd then take their information and put them into your workflow. So whether that's HoneyBook or another software and create an invoice that would just be the remaining amount they have to pay and then the contract. I would really recommend that to speed up the actual booking process significantly, especially if you know that the majority of your clients who will be booking a mini session are returning clients. With that being said, my next tip would be to create a simple and sweet email sequence. I would suggest an email sequence of three at minimum emails that are gonna go out to your client after they put their deposit down and schedule with you. And these would be emails that are outside of sending the contract and the invoice. They would just contain information about the mini shoot. It will be redundant because most of the information is already on the website, but it's just a little extra organization. Maybe you're gonna do a second email that goes out just telling them how excited you are for the photo shoot and sharing some outfit example ideas that you pull from your blog post or gallery pages on your website. And then the final email can go out the night before that is just reminding them exactly where to park, what the location is. I wouldn't spend too much time overthinking these emails. My last tip for before your mini session is to create a shot list. Clients are typically looking for very classic imagery that they can put on their holiday card. Just stick to some really beautiful classic imagery and then add those more creative shots if you have additional time. I have five tips for during this session. So number one is when it comes to choosing your location, you want to have two things in mind. Number one is if it has cell reception and number two, if it has readily available parking. Let's talk about locations on a private property. So you might have seen photographers who do really cute mini sessions at a pumpkin patch or a Christmas tree farm, and maybe that's something that you wanna do. However, you can't just go onto the Christmas tree farm and do a photo shoot. You need to contact the location beforehand and make sure that it's all right. I want you to go above and beyond tagging the location, both their Instagram username and then also just the location tag in your promotional materials and then also in your posts later that you share. This will help you build an amazing relationship with the venue. Ask them where they prefer that you be and also where clients should park. If you live anywhere like I do in the Pacific Northwest, weather can be unpredictable. It can be cold and famously very rainy here in Seattle. So if you live in an area like that, I would highly suggest you looking into 
renting a photography studio for your mini sessions. This definitely might change your pricing structure, but there is something to be said about having consistent lighting in the photography studio, a warm, dry location, and also a place where people can just dump their bags, they can use the restroom. If you're in Seattle, I will link a list down below of some recommended studios. My next tip is to have somebody assist you for these sessions, and this is a non-negotiable for me. Whether it's a sibling or your partner, or if you're gonna bring somebody along and hire them for the day as an assistant, having somebody there to facilitate the clients before and after the shoot is going to be so key for client communication and also for you being able to focus on the photo shoot and getting the shots rather than letting people in the building or even helping with parking if they still get a little bit confused about where to park, even though we're gonna to try to avoid this by having this all up front in your email communication, having somebody there to help out is huge and this is part of what makes your photo shoot run smoothly the day of and speaking of having things run smoothly be sure to have at least 15 minutes of buffer room between the sessions to accommodate for people arriving a little bit late this also allows you as a photographer to decompress to eat a quick snack a little bit of wiggle room is key before we move into the after i want to remind you that i do have a free download pdf of this video written out with additional resources and links for you. It's linked down below. You can also head to this URL. When it comes to after the session, I have one main tip and then I have two off the cuff that I can't resist sharing. I didn't include it in the outline. Like a lot of the, the tips, I love to go overboard here on YouTube. And if you do enjoy my free educational content, be sure to hit subscribe and you'll be the first to know when new free videos for your photography business come out. And by checking out Squarespace and whenever I do sponsored content by clicking through the links and signing up if it's something you're interested in, that helps support the free videos I make on this YouTube channel. I'm gonna share the tip I've actually included last because it's controversial and a lot of people are against it right now and they're getting warmed up to it. We just don't have enough knowledge yet about it. I'm going to wait to the end so people don't click out. Let's go to my off the cuff tips. Include this email in that email sequence we talked about earlier for before the session is to have an email go out afterwards. Write an email that's just a little thank you and also a reminder of when they're going to receive the images and how they're gonna get the images, which goes into my next tip, which would be delivering them on a website like Pixie Set or PickTime, where it's going to be a gallery format. If you don't wanna spend any money at all, you're just beginning out in your business, an amazing free way to send files that is nice and professional and doesn't compress the size at all would be wetransfer.com. But this is simply a way to send over files with Pixie Set or PickTime or whatever program you wanna use. This is going to present the files in a gallery format. It's just a different experience, but it's not necessary. And I'll have these resources linked down below in that free PDF summary of this video so you don't need to write them down right now. Okay, let's get into the controversial one. And please promise me that you're not gonna exit out of this video because you're against using AI. Using AI in your editing can save you a lot of time, like hours and hours. There's two ways I'm gonna encourage you to consider using AI. Number one would be with pulling your photos, selecting your images. A lot of people do use this already, but also utilizing AI to edit your photos. And again, 
please don't exit out right now. <laughs> so let's first talk about when it comes to culling the images. There are a couple different programs out there. You can check out something like Narrative Select, and that's what I have used and loved for a long time, but I'm also playing around with Aftershoot, which also has AI editing tools. But if you're on a budget, check out Narrative Select. Whatever program you do go with, this just helps you save time when it comes to culling because they will filter out photos where somebody is blurry and moving, their eyes are blinking, or the shot is out of focus. And the program will show you the images that are objectively good, but you still have full creative control because you are the one selecting the photos. Now let's talk about using AI for editing. And I'm not talking about adding anything to your photos or changing anything drastically. I'm simply talking about letting AI use pattern recognition to go through your Lightroom catalog and see how you edit and take all of your presets that you have edited with and simply apply that to these photos. There's lots of programs out there such as Imagine and also Aftershoot and there's different price points. Programs can be pretty simple or go really detailed like Aftershoot allows culling and AI but whatever program you choose and I'll have different ones linked down below. I'll also have it in that summary. What it essentially is, is pattern recognition. Like I said, I know I'm repeating myself, but what you do is you're just gonna upload your Lightroom catalog or the images that you want the software to learn how you edited, and then it's able to make predictions and apply that same look, ideally, onto the images that you want it to edit, that you already import your photos into Lightroom, you let it know this is the folder from my catalog, and then it's simply gonna repeat the pattern. And the programs, AI becomes smarter and smarter the more that you use them. So if you find for the first time you're not super happy with the images, you can make tweaks and then re-upload that to the program, and then it's going to learn as you go along how you edit. My two non-negotiables for mini sessions would be number one, to have somebody there to assist you, even if that's a sibling, a parent, a friend, a partner. And number two, having an efficient workflow for before and after that is pretty hands-off for you. So for that email sequence, you're gonna write that beforehand. And then using programs like Imagine, Aftershoot, Narrative, there's so many out there to speed up your workflow. And in turn, that's going to enable you to deliver the images faster, making for an amazing client experience. All right, photographers, Jessica Whitaker here back on the podcasting mic, and I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Again, go to jessicawhitaker.co slash mini to access the downloadable PDF. It will also be linked in the show notes of this episode to the description box. I believe in you and I believe in your business. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Build and Bloom Photography Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Build and Bloom podcast. If you love the show, leave us a review on iTunes to keep it running. This also helps other photographers to find this free resource. Looking for more? Join over 60,000 photographers in the Build and Bloom Facebook group. Just search for Build and Bloom in Facebook groups to join in the encouraging and empowering community. You can also find Jessica's tutorials and tools on YouTube and Instagram at Jessica Whitaker and show notes and further resources on her website, jessicawhitaker.co. Thanks for spending time here. Catch you in the next episode.